Maggie Dixon became well known in the 18th century in Edinburgh. In 1724, she was hanged at the grass market in the city. But there was a twist to her tale. Maggie, who came from Inveresk near Musselburgh, had been tried under an Act of 1690 for the concealment of pregnancy in the case of a dead child. But these charges were upped and she faced a murder charge. Her defence was that she was a married woman but was living apart from her husband who was working at the Keels in Newcastle. Her defence was thrown out by the all-male jury and the judge had no choice but to convict her of concealment, but not of the more serious charge of murder, as that couldn't be proved. He passed the death sentence anyway. There was an outcry in the city, many finding the sentence unjustified, and there was a call for her life to be spared. On 2nd September 1724, Maggie was led to the grass market, where she was hanged in front of a sympathetic crowd. She was around 22 years old. Details of the hanging appeared in the newspapers of the day in full, gruesome detail, including the hangman, John Dalgleish, pulling on her legs. But did he? There was some speculation that while she was incarcerated in the old toll booth in the capital, she seduced him and he rigged the hanging so that she'd survive. In those days, a certain amount of time had to pass with the convict hanging from the gallows until the time limit had expired and the body cut down. When the guards moved aside, her husband, James, and some friends took her down. A scuffle broke out between the surgeon apprentices and her family. Punches were thrown and sticks were used as they vied for the body, as at the time only those of convicted criminals could be used for dissection at the University of Edinburgh. Someone, possibly one of her friends even, used a hammer, breaking down one of the sides of the arched chest, allowing some fresh air into the coffin. After her body had been placed in the coffin and put on the cart that had been hired from John Murray and his wife, two peddlers, they began to drive to Inveresk, where she was to be buried. Passing Cairntown Toll on the road to Musselburgh, which at the time was a public house, they stopped for a dram of whisky. It was, after all, not the most pleasant thing to have to do. How long they remained in the tavern isn't known, but when they came out, they were surprised to see Maggie sitting up in her coffin, the lid not having been secured. Two joiners had heard a noise and had broken it open, then saw the body move. Her first words are reputed to have been, Oh dear, when Peter Purdy breathed a vein from which streamed blood. Others came and gazed, and eventually a minister, Robert Bonali, came and stood over her, saying a prayer. 
It was believed at the time that with the horses going at a fatal trot and all the jolting from the cart, plus the fresh air getting into it, it had all helped revive her. Mrs Murray, however, at first thought it was Maggie's ghost. One story claims she cried, It can't be Maggie. It's her ghost. Oh, save us, save us. John then approached the cart and asked, Is it really you, Maggie, or your spirit? It's me, she replied. But where have I been? The reply came, Mechty woman, you've been hanged at the grass market of Edinburgh, and we were taking you away to bury you. Maggie replied, but I'm not ready for burying yet. She then spoke to her husband, saying how glad she was to see him again, and how terrible it was for them to hang her, because you can, I never did it. James told her he never believed she was guilty. Maggie then told Mrs Murray to come closer to the cart, assuring her to not be scared. Maggie was fine, but did complain of a pain in her neck, which, given the circumstances, isn't surprising. The cart and its passengers resumed their journey to Musselburgh, and when they arrived, the news soon spread. Crowds began to congregate on the streets, cheering and crying, half-hanged Maggie Dixon, and the name stuck. People flocked to Musselburgh to see her, and speak with her about how she'd come back to life. She attended church that Sunday, following her botched hanging, where people were so amazed to see her, the minister had to help her out of the kirkyard to save her from being trampled on by the crowd. That Wednesday, in gratitude of her safe conduct by the minister, she devoted it to fasting and prayer, and continued to do this every Wednesday for the rest of her life. It is also said that in that October, she again had to be saved from being trod down or stifled in the crowd, this time by John Hood, who ushered her into his house via the back door. As time went on, Maggie and her husband decided all the attention was too much, so they returned to Edinburgh. She lived for many years after, having several children with her husband, but was always known as half-hanged Maggie. James died eight years after his wife's botched hanging, so she began to run a small alehouse and was a crier of salt in the streets of Edinburgh when times were hard at the pub, right up until her death around 1765. During that time, she became a bit of a celebrity in the city due to her escape from the hangman's noose, and visitors to the town had her pointed out to them. Sir Walter Scott alluded to half-hanged Maggie, and Alexander Pennycook wrote a poem, The Merry Wives of Musselboro's Welcome to Meg Dixon. One of the lines reads, "'Tis better in Musselboro to dwell not a cold grave. Details of the incident vary, but what is known is that there was a woman called Maggie Dixon 
who was hanged at the grass market, but somehow survived. Her name survives to this day in the grass market, thanks to a pub, which is named after Half Hang It, Maggie. <laughs> 